Welcome to the New Day Church Message of the Week. It is our hope and prayer that you encounter the one who created you through hearing this message today. To contact us or find out more information about our events and who we are, go to newday-church.org. Thank you for listening. One of my favorite passages of Scripture that talks about the Trinity and talks about how God wants to meet with us in these various ways is in John chapter 14. So if you have your Bible, if you want to turn with me, we're going to attempt to read the whole chapter. So we're going to be here for about three hours. All right, so get comfy. If you need to go get some more coffee, do so, please. Whoa, all right, wow. Chris, you know, you have permission to get coffee whenever you like to. You don't, you don't have to wait for me to make a bad joke. John chapter 14, if you look at this, this is one of the most beautiful chapters that speaks into the Trinity. The beauty of the Trinity is we don't necessarily see where the Heavenly Father ends and the Savior Jesus begins. Or we don't see where Jesus ends and the Holy Spirit begins. They honor one another in such a powerful way. And this is one of the most dynamic chapters that speaks into the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and how they work well together. I love this. Jesus actually, he speaks into this very thing right off the bat and he's speaking into comfort to his disciples, <laughs> which is unique. I, I know there's a lot of us that need Jesus' comfort today. So in John chapter 14, verse 1, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. If that were not so, would I not have told you that I am going to be there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. But Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? I love Thomas. Anybody else just love Thomas? He's just, oh man, thank you, Thomas. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. But Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. (laughs) Oh boy. Jesus answered, Do you not know me, Philip, even after I've been among you for such a long time? Anyone who has been seen, or anyone who has seen me, has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father, and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. What's fun about this, so in the Jewish court, you had to have at least two or three witnesses. And it's as if he's speaking to them in a language that they can understand. Here he's saying, you know me. If you know me, you know the Father. You know that by uh, the words that I've said. And then he then says, and then you also see it through my actions, through the things that I've been able to do. The evidence, right? As if if he's speaking to them in such a way that they understand, oh, there's two forms that can credit Jesus, that he is saying what he is saying, and that he believes, and that it's true. 
Verse 12, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, keep my commands. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. Forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you will also live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father, that you are in me, and that I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, had said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? What a great question. Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All of this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. and Do not be afraid. You hear me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father. For the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. We hear of the Father, we hear of the Son, and we hear of the Holy Spirit. Now, for quite a while in my life, my understanding of the Trinity was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Bible. We didn't talk much about the Holy Spirit. We talked about it in this season, right? So uh, according to church calendar, the, uh, May 18th was the day that the world celebrates the ascension of Jesus. If you remember, he was with Acts chapter 1. He was with his uh, disciples. And he uh, was, was speaking to them about how they were going to be witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, to uh, the whole ends of the earth, right? And he had said, there's going to be power that's going to come upon you when the Holy Spirit comes and resides within you. Uh, and uh, just a, a powerful expression. Then, then what does he do? Uh, he ascends into heaven. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine being there that very like, and just be like, oh, what do we do now? That was really cool, but what do we do now? 
And then to have those two men come and, and speak into them and remind them that they're to go to Jerusalem. On the 28th of this month, it's 10 days between Ascension Sunday and then on uh, Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday on the 28th is the day that we celebrate the birth of the church. It's also the day that we celebrate being empowered by the Holy Spirit. As the Holy Spirit came in such a powerful way. He did it then, and He yearns to do it now. In this section of Scripture, we talked about a verse that's messed with me my whole life since coming back as a prodigal for more than 25 years. Jesus had said that we will do the same works that He had done, and even greater. Doesn't that mess with you? Because the old model that we were in, I think the old era that we were in, the understanding that we had of church was uh, you would come, you would pass the offering plate, you'd be quiet. When you were at church, you'd be a good boy or a good girl. And then you would, you would move on and sometimes you would apply some of the things that you learned during the week. And that was the model. If, if God didn't like you, you were called to be a missionary. Right? <laughs> that, was, that was the model. That was, that was the way of thinking the old way. I'm just picking on you, Mary. Sorry, Anita. <clears throat> Did you ever have that? I was the opposite. When I was the prodigal that came home, I was actually praying for the opportunity to go to Africa or to the Middle East. I thought that would be awesome, to, even to die for the faith. And uh, Jesus had surprised me. Jehovah Sneaky, he had said, well, that's nice, Christopher. What I'd really like you to do is get married. And I, I was afraid of that. I wasn't afraid of death, but I was afraid. And it's not, I'm not saying anything about my wife. She is amazing. She is, I, uh, I, married, I married way out of my league. I'm so thankful for her. But getting married was the last thing that I thought he would call me to do. And I love it. I love what he's done. It's interesting, he kind of uses bookends on this, where in verse uh, 27, how many of you love this? Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I don't give as the world gives, therefore don't let your heart be troubled, and don't be afraid. He's speaking these words of comfort, right? He's almost these empowering words. And the very, what's the very first thing that he had said in uh, 14 verse 1, do not let your hearts be troubled. He is the Lord that cares about the condition of our heart. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And then he speaks into that verse 1, he says, believe in God, also believe in me. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Uh, here's a thought, do we believe in Jesus more than we believe in the problem? One of the ways that we can overcome obstacles is to know that his peace is greater than anything we'll ever face. I've realized that there's times where I will face that challenge and I'm actually believing more in the challenge than I am believing in Jesus. And we have to flip that, right? Because there's nothing that's greater than our God. No challenge that we ever face will be too great for him. So it's time for us to stop putting so much faith in the challenge and to let our faith reside within Jesus. As we do that, we see that he is so quick to care for our heart, our soul. 
As we're reading through, as he's continuing on, I love the, don't you just love that we get to have a little snapshot of the disciples and their interaction with him? Uh, Lord, we don't even understand. What do you mean? Show us the Father. And Jesus is like, hello, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Hey, like, knock, knock, puddinghead. You know, like, oh, I just, I love the interaction that's here. But Jesus had said such a powerful statement in verse six, right? He had said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through me. So it won't work with Buddha, with Muhammad, with, with anything else. God's love has been made available to all. In that sense, it's totally inclusive, but it's exclusive in the sense that it's only through Jesus. It's through his name. So let me ask you this. Has Jesus been your way when you face challenge and obstacle? Are you quick to go to him? Are you quick to say, all right, Jesus, you're the way. Show me the way. Like I often think of, uh, we have uh, emergency exit signs, right? So if there was a fire in this place, we would obviously look for the exits, and a lot of them have the exit signs. When I face an obstacle that's overwhelming to me, I will ask Jesus to show me the exit. Show me the way out from under this. We're not meant to be caretakers of our sin or caretakers of the sin nature of this world. We're not undertakers. We're actually meant to be overcomers. We're overcomers. We're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. So let Jesus be your way. Or how about this? Is he your truth? And when he's speaking into, I, I think it's, it's fun when people are hungry for a prophetic word. And I love prophecy and I love prophetic words. But sometimes I wonder how well are we stewarding the words that have already been given to us? How well are we stewarding the truth that he's said to us? I, um, I've had times where there have been uh, so, for instance, there's been couples that have come to me and have asked for a prophetic word, and I'd ask them, have you been intimate with one another? Here's the word. Jesus has said, if you want to have the best relationship, you're outside of marriage right now, uh, you need to honor him in that place. That's a prophetic word for you. That's the truth that God has for you. How are you stewarding the truth that he's already spoken into your life? If he said this, uh, are you walking in it? Are you living in it? Are you operating in the truth that he has. He's not wishy-washy. The world is, right? The world one day will say, drink milk. And then a month later, they'll say, don't drink milk. It's horrible. And then they'll say, well, just drink skim milk. Uh, you know, they do that. I, it just, I, I don't know what to do. Uh, but he's never like that. His, yeah, right? How do you milk almonds? I don't get that. So the idea of uh, these different, Jesus never, he never waffles. This is his truth. We sing about it. Christ is our firm foundation. His truth is the truth. There isn't, it's not like this is the truth according to me or the truth according, no. His truth is actually that firm foundation that we all can build our lives on. It's, he's not wishy-washy, he's not mamby-pamby, and he doesn't excuse it. So the truth isn't just the truth, he's also a person, and it's Jesus. Jesus is the truth. Are you building your life on the truth? Is he your truth? Or are you mixing and matching? Are you partnering, like on a smorgasbord, are you partnering his truth with some of the truth of the world? Ooh, I'll just mix that. Oh, look over there. There's, there's the mashed potatoes of, the, of Satan. We'll just throw that in. You know, like, are you doing a mix and match? You're making your own God. Is his truth your firm foundation? If you don't know, if you're wrestling with, oh, maybe I'm sinning in this, maybe the Holy Spirit's showing you something, and it's time to go to his truth and see what his truth is saying to you. 
It doesn't have to be about me. It can be all about what the Holy Spirit is saying to you through the Word of God. He is the Spirit of truth, and He wants to guide you in a greater truth. Let Jesus be your life. Is He your life? Are the areas where there's been a report saying death or doom or destruction or sadness or gloom, are you at the spot where like, Jesus is my life? Even if they take my body, they're not going to take my soul and my spirit. My life is in Him. Is Jesus your life? Are you finding life in Him? Are you constantly going to Him and saying, oh Jesus, I receive all the life that you have for me. That spirit of life, come and fill me up. As we continue reading in this today, I, again, that verse that always messes with me, uh, I, and it sounds like it messes with some of you, and verse 12, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. How many of you like to walk on water? And I'm not just talking about the winter, right? Uh, miracles, signs, and wonders. Words of... Uh, of prophecy or knowledge or wisdom. Perhaps you're these different... I, when I was the prodigal that came home and I was devouring the Bible, I read through the Bible twice in one year when I was the prodigal that came home. I was so hungry for His truth, to get to know Him through His truth. And I would read through the story of Acts. How many of you read through Acts? You, daily numbers were being added to the church. That these different signs. It got, it got to the spot where there were just so many miracles happening that they wouldn't talk about the basic ones. They would talk about the more grandiose ones of the signs and wonders, the miracles. And I'm like, oh Lord, wouldn't it be fun to experience that? To be a part of something greater. I am... This verse has messed with me for more than two decades. What is it that we can do and how do we do it? I, if you think of how Jesus did all of his earthly ministry, it was through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew chapter 3, towards the end, he's being baptized, water baptized by John. You remember the story? John's like, I don't, you should baptize me. I'm not going to baptize. He's like, no, we need to do this to honor the Father. So John baptizes Jesus. Jesus then comes up out of the water and he's on dry land. And then what happens? We see the Spirit comes down in the shape of a, a dove, right? And he's then baptized in the Holy Spirit. So he experienced two baptisms that day. A water baptism, a baptism of water, and then also a baptism of fire through the Holy Spirit. And then Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, it said, And then the Spirit led him. So all of the works that Jesus did was through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. If we're wanting to do the same great works that he was to do, and even greater, are we willing to be empowered by the Holy Spirit and to go to those places to experience more of what God has? I, in that sense, I say, come Holy Spirit. I love to partner with the Holy Spirit. Even just this last week, there was a group of us that went up to Minneapolis. We're trying to love on Minneapolis as much as we can in various ways. Uh, we've done it through a couple different ministries, but this one this last week was with Pastor Mike and Roxy with the police chaplains, and there was a bunch of us from New Day, uh, I think it was, uh, what, uh, eight of us, seven of us that went up, and uh, I got to grill. There's a picture of me, just so you know, like, does he ever work? Yes, I got to grill at an event, and man, I made so many hot dogs, uh, but I you know, like, you wouldn't even spend your whole time making hot dogs. Do you want to have a hot dog? Yeah, I did. I really did. I wanted to have a confessional. I really wanted to have a hot dog. And then I ended up making a whole bunch of burgers after that, too. It was just awesome. 
And uh, as we were doing it, they had in front of the precinct, this was behind the precinct, you see they had a big block party where the police had all of their different departments out. And the desire was that the community could come and see what all their different departments do. We're just trying to build a bridge where there's been separation and brokenness to build a bridge. And it was really beautiful. It was fun to see the SWAT vehicle. Like, whoa, that gas mileage on that is probably very poor. But uh, we were inside, we were serving inside, and there you'd see a few of us that were serving. We ended up serving, I think, around, what, Mark, you think, eight to 900 people, roughly, roughly around there. I'll trust Mark, he can count. Um, while we were doing it, though, it was really fun. I got to help uh, when Anita checked. Uh, when I uh, filled in for Anita, I got to uh, serve beans. And I like to have fun, and I was just partnering with, so I had invited, I asked people if they wanted musical fruit as they were coming through. And uh, The person next to me, uh, he was actually, as I was at the grill, he was a community service officer, so he's like an officer in training. Uh, and he would just kept coming and talking to me. At the grill, he did, and we started talking a little bit. He's originally from Liberia. His name is Samuel. He was a really neat uh, uh, young man. Uh, and uh, so here, uh, I, as I was asking the Lord, where do I jump in line so I can send somebody off? And kept highlighting Anita, so I went to Anita, and then I get to know Samuel. He's putting up with my bad jokes. Like, there's one guy that came in and said that he wanted two cookies, and I'd said, the only way you can get two cookies is if you beat me in a dance-off. So as we're in line, so he taught me, like, the, I think it's called the washing machine or something. It's like flossing, but it's not. And... Uh, and then I just, I, so I, oh, you win, because I, I ran out of bad dance, uh, dad moves, or dad dance moves. Uh, but all the while, Samuel's taking in, and we're talking, and we're getting to know each other. A word of knowledge comes to me about Samuel, as I'm loving on him, that he once was active in his Christian faith, but he's become more like a prodigal right now. And uh, he was very active in one time, and he knows the Lord, that he's a man that hungers to do the right thing, and he wants to be in a, a civilization that, uh, that honors doing the right thing. So as I'm talking to him, I, there was a, a slowdown time, and I always like, okay, Lord, it's slowing down. What can I do? I had shared with him a little bit of my story, because I could tell that we were connecting. I shared with him my story about how I, I was active in church, and then I actually pulled away and eventually became an atheist and how God never gave up on me and that I was able to get active in church again and how that's impacted my life. It's given me so much hope and purpose. And he's just kind of looking at me. You know how sometimes there's people that can look at you or on the one hand, they want to maybe kind of turn away, like you're like, stop talking. But on the other hand, they're like, but I want to hear more, right? So that was what was going on. He was like, I want to I hear more, but I'm also, this is kind of offending me because he was so comfortable in the way that he was living life apart from God. So I'd shared a little bit more and I looked for those opportunities. At the end of the day, after Mark and I had finished a little bit of a snack outside, Samuel actually comes, walks right straight to me and gives me a hug. And that was pretty cool because like you don't, like as an officer, you don't do stuff like that. Because you're like, you gotta be tough. I'm a tough guy or tough gal. But he, he did and it was, um, it was really neat. He actually had said, where is your church? I'd like to come. And I'd said, well, it's about an hour drive from here. He's like, oh, I live in the north suburbs. I'm like, well, there's, I had said, there's got to be a great church near you. Why don't you ask the Holy Spirit where to go? But wasn't that cool? Just a small interaction, a word of knowledge. I didn't know him before that day. 
uh, but the, to partner with the Holy Spirit and to speak into his life. And, I, you know, I imagine he's, he actually, he seems like there's an anointing upon him because he really wants to do the right thing. And I believe God's grace will be with him that he will ascend in the police department because of the righteous heart that he has within him. But, oh, what a fun thing to be able to do it. I love partnering with the Holy Spirit. He's, he's not just one of my best friends. I love the adventure of partnering with him. Don't you just love the adventure of partnering with the Holy Spirit and what he's up to and what he has for us? It's so good. Even yesterday, Megan, it was so sweet to be able to circle around you and pray. Thanks for that. That was really sweet. To be able to, uh, there, as we're cleaning, uh, Megan had came over to me and she's like, hey, I'd really love some more prayer. And, uh, and we had prayed, she and I, but I just felt like there was going to be an opportunity. So here in the worship center, as we're cleaning, I'm realizing that Megan's like surrounded by these mighty women of faith, like Cindy and Cindy and uh, Mary. Uh, we're going to change everybody's name to Cindy, right? Um, there was a whole bunch of us that were in here. And then we, so we just took that moment and it was really sweet. And even little Kate Grace, Mary's a granddaughter was, she was so praying so intently, you could tell it, just so very fervently praying for Megan. You know, those are those moments where to let the Holy Spirit come and lead and guide, those will pop up. You didn't come here thinking that you were going to get prayer like that. You were like, I'm going to clean, right? And uh, yeah, that, it's just so fun. The Holy Spirit is meant to be our friend forever. That's why I love Jesus in John uh, 15, he had said, if you love me, you keep my commands and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. It's like they, they don't even have eyes. They can't even get their mind around him because they have, they have no idea who he is. I love this. Uh, Jesus, he promises this advocate, that we're meant to be with the Holy Spirit, and he's our friend, that he's our help. That he's like a lever. He'll help us go from where we are to where we could be, where we ought to be. And I'm so thankful that he's good at what he does, right? That he is like that GPS. You know how there's times where we will plug in the address, and then, oh, I know a different route, so I'll just go over a block, and then they'll do the recalculating, Right? Uh, I think there was one time where my phone was like, I'm done recalculating with you. I'm just going to turn off this app. <laughs> Holy Spirit never does that, though, does he? He is that help, and he helps us no matter uh, what hot mess we're in. And the way that he comes with us. And Jesus, he'd given him that word. He's the advocate. Holy Spirit is the advocate. If you look in the deeper word for that, at Perikletos, it talks about a comforter, a counselor, that he is our standby. He's always our wingman. He's right there to be with us, no matter what we're facing. He's our intercessor. Could you, like in Romans 8, it talks about how the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. Sometimes he doesn't even know how to pray, so he just groans for us. He's our intercessor. He's our strengthener. He's our helper. How many of you could use any of that, right? How many of you, what you're facing this week, what you've got coming up, this advocate, this comforter, this counselor, this standby, this intercessor, this strengthener, this helper. Oh, thank you, Lord. Jesus had said that he, is, he has to go so the Holy Spirit could come. And the fact that he, he'd said that we're never meant to be an orphan, doesn't that just hit you? 
Doesn't that like zing you? It does for me because I was an orphan. I chose an orphan mindset. I, I, I experienced a lot of rejection, unfortunately, and I didn't know what to do with it. I was a young one, and I, uh, instead of bringing it to the Lord, I just took it on as identity. And rejection's never meant to be identity. So I think, I'm so thankful. God, in his grace, he kept hitting me with that spirit of adoption. And it's changed me forever. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm now a son of God, a brother to you and a co-heir with Christ. But the proof of a follower of Jesus, it's found in obedience to his teaching. Jesus had spoken into that very thing. He had said in verse 23, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. The evidence of uh, having a love relationship with Jesus is are we obeying what he's telling us to do? Are we doing it? When he says this is what you're to do, are we doing it? I get the sense that all of what's happening now outside of the kingdom of God is going to get worse. And they're going to continue to say that lies are true and that truth is lies. They're going to say that what's good is bad and what's bad is good. They're going to try to bring more confusion and more chaos. So we have to know Jesus and we have to know what he's telling us to do. Because there's many that are going to get lost in all of the lies, in the deception. So the proof of a follower of Jesus is found in obeying his teaching. What is he saying to you? How is he speaking to you? I'm so thankful that Jesus, he is alive and well. See, sin and death tried to hold him, but they couldn't. He was able to resurrect. He was able to overcome. And he's actually, he's interceding for us right now. Here we are, we're worshiping the Lord this morning. And I, I know there was, it was a little different today. Adam, uh, we just felt like there were some fun places that we were to go that the Lord was leading us to. And I'm so thankful for the kids to come on up here. It would be neat to see, well, I've learned with uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, there, there ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. A Holy Ghost party don't stop. When the, the Holy Spirit is moving, and he certainly was today, to be able to, uh, to follow the leading. Even right now, as we close in prayer, can we invite the Holy Spirit to speak to us? What is he saying to you? Jesus is speaking right now through the Holy Spirit. What is he saying to you? Pastor Adam, would you mind coming up and, and playing the guitar? We have this friend, and he's a forever friend. He's promised He's actually a gift from the Heavenly Father. And he's that Spirit of Christ. He's the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of Truth. The Advocate. He will amplify Jesus in our life. Have we... Hmm. In the church calendar, this was the season where they were meeting in the upper room. They had the door locked. Have you ever thought about this? There was more than 500 people that were eyewitness testimonies to the resurrection, resurrected Jesus. But there were only 120 that were in the upper room. So that's basically one out of five. One out of five were hungry for the Lord. I wonder what that, would, what that ratio would be in this room. 
Is there one out of five that are hungry for the Lord? How hungry are you for him? Lord, we welcome you to come and speak to us. I know there's times where what you're doing in the church lines up with the Jewish calendar. And I believe that you're, well, the early church and this time, more than 2,000 years ago, they were meeting in an upper room and they were trying to find place of unity and they were in place of prayer. So, <laughs> praise God, we're in that place. We're united in the sense of Jesus, you are our Lord and we love you. And we're in this place of prayer. They were marinating their hearts in your presence. They were uh, causing each other to hunger more for you. There was this time of preparation from the Ascension to Pentecost Sunday. There was this time of preparation where you were preparing your church. And I believe you're preparing us right now. You're, you're doing a work in us right now, a work of preparation that, that when uh, Pentecost Sunday comes next Sunday, there's uh, even more that you're doing. But here we are in this transition time where we're realizing there's some things that aren't quite right. We're, we're, uh, we're needing you. We're seeking after you. And, and we're trying to, to find what it is that you're saying. This is what we're to do. This is Maybe this is what we're not to do. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Speak to us. Your sons and daughters, the sons and daughters of God, we're, we're listening. Our ears are open to you. Perhaps there's things that you've already spoken to us that we haven't put into practice. Maybe it was a prophetic word. Maybe it was reading in your scripture and seeing your truth. Maybe there's, there's some things that we need to repent of that we need to bring before you. Perhaps it's a time for another, another prophetic word to be able to make room to hear you, to hunger for your voice, your prophetic vision, your utterance. We welcome you, Lord. In all this, we say, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Even when we don't understand what it is that we're facing or the, what's going on, the condition of our heart, we say, come Holy Spirit. Would you kindle our hearts in the fire of your love. We love you, Lord. And we want to be found ready. Oh, Jesus, that we would have evidence of obeying your truth that would show that we love you. Come, Lord. Speak to us. Your sons, your daughters, Heavenly Father, we're listening. We have our open ear. What is it that you're saying to us right now? Hmm. Hey, it's time to get up out of that, that old way of thinking and to allow the Lord to renew our mind. It's time to get up out of that old way of thinking and allow the Lord to renew our mind. That we would come in alignment with the truth of heaven. That we would no longer care to be in alignment with the earth and its wisdom. But that we would hunger for your way, Lord. That we would hunger for your truth. That we would hunger for the life that's found in you. Not the life that's found in sin. Not the life that's found in uh, the brokenness of this world. Not the, 
not the tools, not the technology, not all the gadgets and gizmos, but that we would find such satisfaction in your life, Lord. Thank you, Lord, <laughs> that we're, we're no longer an orphan, that the spirit of adoption will always be greater than that spirit of rejection. So I speak the spirit of adoption over all of our hearts, our mind, our soul, our spirit, our body. Spirit of adoption, come and increase in this place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I love you, beloved. These are exciting times. It's so important that we hear his voice and we partner with him, that we're in stride with him. And whenever we're wrestling with what to do, oh, to be quick to go to him, that he wouldn't be our plan B or C, but that he would be our plan A. Amen. To receive this blessing, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you that you, the sons and daughters of God, would truly be all that you're meant to be so that you can do all that you're meant to do, that you do that with his peace and with his favor, with his abundance. We pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Be blessed and be a blessing. Right on. We pray that you received encouragement and impartation as you heard this word today. Connect with us on Facebook and at newday-church.org. Thanks again for listening to this message.